um, like she's feeding the animals and stuff, and we like start talking, and all of a sudden she's like, "You guys want to pet something?" And I was like, yeah, "Of course." And then she <laughs> opens this door, and she's like, "Yeah, go in." And like we follow her, and we are in the inside part of the um, hippo enclosure. <laughs> wander our way over, you know, because this is Wolfram Ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink, okay. clink. Oh man, how's it going? Oh, you're still drinking your coffee. It's going good here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going well. It's going well, man. You know, nothing too, too exciting um, going on. Um, you know, not, not, I'm excited for today's guest. You know, I am too, because he is one, he's another international guest, um, yes. our second one. So thank you for that. Um, he lived with you. He's lived in Thailand. He's lived in Germany, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, one thing that I like to bring up is my shared interactions with this guest. You know, he came out to visit me with you in Montana a couple times. Um, the first for the Cat Grizz football game, which I mean, that was a shit show because you know that's how college kids are in a college town <laughs> during a college football game. So we'll let before you guys. Be, yeah, before COVID, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that one involved basketball in a bar. Yes, that's um, that's right. That was that trip. Um, Vince making a girl cry. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> uh, he kissed her and she cried and ran away and he yeah. did not know what he did. And it was hilarious because he is international. So that social barrier, it's there. This, you know, the language barrier, the social barrier, it's just there. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what I did. Like, we're having a good night. Yeah. And then they just like, <laughs> Just like a little kiss, and then boom, that was it. That's all that Last ever. Last time we ever saw her. No. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man, that was fun. And but the other time, I mean, and I think we we get a little bit into this too. Is is one of my favorite times is that epic road trip you went on, which their video is on YouTube for all you um, YouTube watchers out there. Go ahead and check out the video because the pictures and the scenery just does so much more for the stories i think when you can see yeah. that uh valley of kings right is that what it's called up in uh banff and jasper it's like the valley of 10 peaks 10 peaks so king yeah. same thing it looks like a crown because all the mountains yeah because if you like well i think if you just go straight to our youtube page which link below um <laughs> link in the description of the episode You'll see the video is like the first thing that pops up. It's like one of the our autoplay, I think. Um, and so oh, I think you're right. Yeah. And so at the end of it, that's when we're in Canada, and there's like a little circular one I do, and you'll see all the peaks, and it's just it's crazy. How many? Yeah. That was yeah. I mean, I'm a, I love watching that video just to look at that scene. Yeah, there's there's a couple in that um, in that video that <clears throat> I just like for the like little clip of it, you know. Yeah, and I, it's a good song. Um, 
If you guys have any questions, definitely shoot us an email at uh, wanderingwayspodcast.gmail.com. We'll get that uh, answered for you about the video if you have any questions about that. Um, yeah. But one of my favorite things, too, on that trip is I met you guys in the Tetons. Yes. And our campsite at the Tetons. Yes. Um, I, I've never woken up to a moose in my campsite before. Yeah, it was nuts. I was pleased. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it was it was a blast uh to wake up um wake up and see the uh it was like what 100 yards from the campsite? Um yeah, something like that. Maybe I was by the bathroom. I remember. Yeah. But yeah, it was not far from where we slept. No. And we probably got a good 50 25 yards, you know, the safe distance away from it. Um, obviously this moose is probably a lot more used to people if it's going into a campsite. Um, so the respectable distance there was a little bit shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, but there go crazy, man. Go just again, go to YouTube, type in crazy moose videos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they, uh, they're, they're aggressive people or people. They're aggressive moose. Yeah. Moose. The Musai are aggressive for sure, <clears throat> you know, and uh, yeah, that was just a real, real blast. <clears throat> the Tetons, that whole trip was, and we go into the trip uh, with Vince here in a little bit, um, but we don't get, we don't get into the whole trip, just small details here and there. The other part we didn't really talk about with Vince was the whitewater rafting we did up in um, Sealy, Montana, because we went, we basically met you in the Tetons, and then we went up to Sealy. Yeah, you did the Montana leg with me. Uh, yeah. I I love the whitewater rafting because, honestly, Mark, you have guided on two good rivers now. <laughs> you guided on the Yellowstone uh, when our raft guide, she gave you reins probably for a good chunk of the trip so i count it as river miles <laughs> and this blackfoot one which i mean we were on the river for I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't it was a long day it was all day it was six yeah. hours eight hours i don't know how long it was yeah but you guided us on the blackfoot river which is known for whitewater rafting yeah <laughs> yeah it was and that one was like the rowboat style. So it's like I did all the work on that one. Yeah, he has the frame in the in the raft. Yeah. <laughs> just, but it was fun. I mean, me, the Germans, and Theo were all sitting up front. So it was so weight heavy up front. Whenever we'd hit water, we'd just take on so much. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought my bicep was gonna pop on that. Well, great workout. <laughs> yeah just isometrically holding i was like oh my god i swore i felt the tension i was like this thing's gonna pop oh man well it's fun maybe next year we won't uh we won't put the frame in and we'll, we'll all help you yeah yeah that'd be nice <laughs> <laughs> well good good yeah those are some fun fun stories that was a fun trip uh from there you guys parted on and I think went over to Olympic and up into Canada and you guys got some crazy stories up there that uh, we go in, we actually go into. So yeah, we go into the crazy story up there. Stay tuned um, for what these guys do. Yeah, no, it was a trip of a lifetime, you know, fortunate to go on it. Um, 
you know, went on it with Vince, who will be on here in a little bit. Um, you know, it was a blast. Still, Vince is one of my good friends. I visited him in Germany, oh, shoot, over a year ago. So, you know, he's a good buddy of mine. Hope to, he does a lot, and we'll get into it. He's done a lot of traveling. So hopefully he inspires you with it and everyone. But uh, you got anything going in before we just jump in with old Vince? You know, let's just do it. He's a great guy, so let's make it happen. All righty, yeah. So anyways, here's uh, Mr. Vince Bauer. Another wonderful and beautiful guest. I am super excited. This is an old friend of mine. Uh, we live together. Um, now, well, he, he's a German native. He's from the country Germany. So that's what makes it even more special. But anyways, today's guest is Vince Bauer. So if you just want to kind of introduce yourself, Vince, and tell us maybe a little bit about yourself, uh, then we'll jump into the fun stuff. All right. Hello, everybody. Um, greetings from the other side of the Atlantic. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been Mark's roommate for like a year in 2016-17 when I was at Orient State as uh, one of these fancy European exchange students that everybody loves. Um, and um, yeah, we've done a great deal of, of traveling and seeing nature, national parks, all this kind of stuff. And also had a great deal of funny and uh, stories in our apartment, living with five Hawaiians, four Hawaiians. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like four or five Hawaiians. Yeah, and um, most of them girls, so it was it was a fun time. Yeah, and younger than us. <laughs> Much younger, yeah, like yeah. like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Which... Yeah. yeah. What you guys were in your like senior years, and they were freshmen and sophomores yeah. doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I always tell people we could have had a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like we we had a, we had we had the like the, the the beautiful but naive one. Yep. We had the funny and um, but like yeah, the funny one. Then yeah. we had the mother. Yep. Um, who was the youngest actually, but she was like all, all, always caring for us. We was <laughs> dating was. a football player of another school. Yeah. Of UO. So we had that conflict in there right there. Um. And then we had the crazy one who left us like mid-season. <laughs> and but then we replaced, we, had the, we replaced. Yeah. And she was replaced by the lazy one um, <laughs> who like basically, I don't know if he ever had classes, but he was always on Xanax and bringing home um, um, what's that uh, fast food chain? Panda, Panda Express. Yeah, he was working for Panda Express. That's right, yeah. So we had those, and then we had the the the, the one side character, yeah. Jeremy, <laughs> who 
who was this dude, this gay dude who's a friend of Mariah, and he's he was batshit crazy. Like he was. Like being in our house stoned in the middle of the night when nobody was there. Just <laughs> yeah. breaking in crazy. Yeah, I met him once and I uh when me and Thea actually when you you were gone, I think you were in Salt Lake. Uh, when we stayed with Mark and um, me and Thea were there, and she she brought him up. She's like, yeah, I know his eyes. He's got crazy eyes. As yeah, definitely had you know, crazy like, eyes. One of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would subscribe to your guys' show. I uh, I watch a lot of TV myself. You know, a lot of TV sitcoms. And I, you know, I think it'd fit right in. It'd be a good one. <laughs> and I, like we we even had like since Mark was the OSU mascot right we had a mascot like <laughs> and then you're the foreign exchange student right there like we have living in a house all the tropes in there <laughs> yeah we really we really did it was you know some of the main stories it was very uh it was a well-written show <laughs> yeah yeah um, i want to i want to try and transition more to because i mean while you were living here in the states um you kind of did almost as much as you could it was really impressive to see everything you did i mean you went to you went to yellowstone like twice uh you and i went out to montana in november um you know we went to crater lake like at the very beginning uh you spent time in la the big cities la san francisco uh, then your parents, your family came out and you did like did the whole RV thing with them for a while. Like it was really incredible to see you fit it all in that year you were out here. Yeah. And I still uh, like, yeah, finish. Oh, I, I was just going to ask you if there was like kind of like a big highlight of yours out of that. Well, highlights basically for for me as a all of america was a highlight kind of because in in europe or in, in germany like you grow up with all those shows and all those movies that are placed in america and and, and suddenly that's the normal like suddenly you you drive through montana and you go into like a a diner and it looks exactly like you would think it would look in the movie like it's weird to live in a movie and then all these things turn out to be true like <laughs> like I, I would have never thought that all those f- crazy frat parties you see in i don't know all those movies um yeah. can't pick a specific one um that this is real this is a level of of, of crazy shit that happens and party that 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 happens and that like people are so crazy about their college football teams and stuff yeah. and and like all this and then you see people with, with guns in the supermarket like it was all true <laughs> the prophecies they were all true <laughs> and he didn't even go to florida yeah <laughs> yeah that, well that's what where you get the florida man you get the, it's an interesting place yeah for sure but, and the, yeah but, but but yeah like the highlights from from like a a landscape or like a traveling point of view i would definitely say antelope canyon in that area horseshoe bend 
um, Monument Valley. That was amazing. Love that. Still have photos of Antelope Canyon right next to me. Um, yeah. Did you do that one with your parents? No, no. I did the one with like I, I did like for four big road trips. Okay. In that year, um, first one was let other exchange students um, through winter break. Um, that was like all the way, all of California, basically, uh, Las Vegas, um, Grand Canyon, Horseshoe Bend, Antelope Canyon, all like that area, San Diego. Um, That's a big one. With like, I think we did like eight national parks, something like Joshua Tree, Yosemite, Sequoia, Redwoods, Base of for sure a few more i i can't yeah that's cool. um i didn't know you you i did not know that you did all that when you're out there and i think that's i, I admire that because you you're really making the most of your your time here and uh i'm really disappointed because we didn't get to go to antelope canyon on our big road trip that me and mark did because we didn't know you had to have a tour guide kind of which i appreciate you know the navajo nation owning their land and saying no you got to come with us if you want to come see our cool cool yeah. thing but it sucks for us when we show up late in the day and try to do something like yeah. that. But same for us. We, we we came there and we like oh fuck, there's a lot of people there and like we stayed the night, got a tour early in the morning. And honestly, like I get the I think it's a great thing that the Navajo Nation is like profiting from their land and, and from their cultural and, and heritage. Um, but it is kind of a money printing machine with like they're just like there there's these places in the world where there's too many people in there yeah and that's one of them like yeah you like they're basically putting groups in there in like 20 minute um shift oh, yeah um so it's just yeah, it was not like, I think it's overexploited. That's, that's, I think that's what I wanted to say. It's still beautiful as fuck. Like, it's yeah. crazy. There's no place like it. Um, but I think it, it shouldn't be that mass tourism thing, uh, if possible. I get what you're saying. Because um, arguably, you could argue that like Antelope Canyon, um, is, is considered a holy site to the Navajo people, you know, the spiritualness of it. Um, yeah. But then I, I had the privilege of taking you guys up to Chief Mountain, that little dirt road in Glacier, and no one was there. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell anyone where, how to get there because it's one of those places where yeah. it's, it's that same kind of reverence and awe, but it's so beautiful when you're in that little meadow and just looking at Chief Mountain and just, and knowing and feeling warm and happy. I don't know. That's how I get when I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that was a crazy experience too. Like that's, that's definitely, if, if it comes to, to like highlights culturally and from like a um, inter social standpoint, that was definitely a highlight, like meeting your family um, over, over the 5th of, of, uh, no, 4th of July, not yep. 5th, 4th of July. Um, and being out there in, 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 this, uh, in this lake house and um, then your dad telling us under like the starry night 
like all these stories about uh, about the native culture and how they see nature and life in general, and then the trip to to Chief Mountain and, and seeing that that lived culture that, that lived um, heritage that was amazing. Like oh, people don't get that. I mean, especially I mean, it's we're one percent of the American population. Um, you don't get that type of interaction, especially being international. You know, I only have you know, seven international friends, if, you know, if I really were to count yeah. them all, you know, it's not a lot. And there's how, there's 8 billion people on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> so, like tying them together. It's kind of interesting, but I'm glad I didn't, you know, I'm glad you got to experience that. You even got to sleep in the teepee. <laughs> right. The teepee. Yeah. <laughs> With Matt buddy. <laughs> Matt. Of course. Yeah. I, I was like, so, so of course, Indians or Indians, that's in um, wrong word I know. Uh, Native Americans, um, but in German culture, also in the prophecies. How do you call this? Quotations. Quotations. Um, it is like a stereotype that is explo exploited, especially in, in in children's books and, and like little children children they they are native americans or cowboys in, in for for uh, halloween or something a carnival and um yeah. as much as that is inappropriate this is still like a thing yeah. um for for kids to see uh like to have that as like a hero figure and um like or a childhood hero like a fireman yeah, um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, too, I'm going to say with the hero, you don't necessarily even get that that hero. You, yeah, you're treated in that sense because you're like, yeah, like cowboys, Indians, you know, it's the fun, the play of it, but you're not looking at it in the same sense as you, you know, like a true hero. Yeah, because like if you look at like the true heroes, it's like Chief Joseph, right? You know, he led his people away from the U.S. government. You know, he was so close to taking them up to the Canada and getting. The, Canada to be safe but that didn't happen and like that aspect of that heroism is missed yeah through, yeah through those teachings and then there's like there's no like the stereotype kind of puts every actual person in the shadow of it yeah like there's no no germ like german that can name a famous native american or or some famous chief or hero that 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 you that there obviously exist in the history. Uh, don't worry too much about that because I don't know how many Americans can name a famous Native American either. You know. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, yeah. There's not a lot. I mean, there's famous chiefs and whatnot, but I mean, you you know with your tribe and yeah. for ours, you know, you're gonna have you know your chief Little Shell because you know our tribe's the Little Shell tribe. He's he's the yeah. main here, and then we just. Uh, accomplished something huge you know we got our federal recognition which has been a hundred year fight my uncle's the chairman gerald gray so he'll go down in history as one of those chairmen which is just awesome to have and be a part of and be behind the scenes and seeing you know witness this all happen and occur you know yeah. um, i need to write a book because what him and my dad have accomplished in indian country are to witness it from an upbringing you know those are the guys we go hunting and cuss at each other with, you know? Yeah. But they're going to go down in history as look at what these two did for, you know, the American Indians as a whole. And yeah. 
I, I'm living in that shadow, and it, it's definitely a book I, I want to write. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta start now. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, but it's yeah, good. But, I mean, I like I like that. I didn't realize that it had that big of an impact on you. Yeah, it was like like somehow it was this like child coming out of me at that point, and like being like, oh god, like I I personally know Native Americans now, like. <laughs> That's amazing, and and I and I learned this culture like first, first like out of their perspective, and and and, and noticed how much more it is. And at the same point, I was like, okay, now I know a Native American, and I know a real cowboy. Oh yeah, Michael, Michael. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and, and that was like in the first months that I was there, so I could like just like from my mental list, I could like check these off <laughs> well, did you ever meet our african friends i don't i don't I think, think so Mark, Mark yeah, i don't know i don't know if you met um yolo and clint and those guys don't believe so yeah i'm trying to remember if he did or not i was just curious because that was another checkbox right there boom yeah <laughs> but but i know african people here Oh, so you're good. You already got that yeah. box yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Inuit would be cool. Like, yeah, that'd be. I bet they have really special like stories and and another approach to to nature. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I like I like that cultural aspect that everyone brings, especially when it comes to these nature places. And yeah. Whatnot. You know, when you were over here. Um, you know, one of the things I constantly talk about with people um, was our huge, long road trip that we did that, you know, and, well, I think when we did the math, it was over a month long. <clears throat> um, you know, we started in Corvallis, Oregon, went as far south as Zion National Park. Then we went all the way back up north uh into canada and i mean where you and i left because you went back to germany after that you and phil was uh calgary calgary alberta canada so i mean shoot that's still one of the biggest highlights of uh, my life i made i made that video on and uh i watch it all the time and i go damn that was something else yeah that was definitely the trip of a lifetime like it was amazing all the things like we've seen and we've experienced in that time yeah and oh sorry go ahead i said i'm surprised you guys didn't get in any big arguments or fights living that close for that long in in a a little jeep (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) it's true yeah like, that's that's what's really cool about it <laughs> yeah it was. And, and now that i think of it I, I don't get it like any i can't remember any like fights or anything we had do you i i don't remember anything i mean i remember just like typical like small arguments about like where the hell are we gonna like sleep or Uh, like what are we gonna do for food that kind of arguments but like nothing where you're just like you want to take someone by the neck kind of argument no not at all 
Well, it was really chill. When you yeah. get that, those type of things, living in a car for 30 plus days. So that's what I think what makes your guys' trip even that much more cooler is you guys are having a blast. So yeah. everything you did was a great experience. Yeah, it was. And and it was like, oh God, I think back. I still haven't edited photos now, I realize. Um, <laughs> but we did so many great things back then. We oh. had the whale watching tour with the orcas. Oh, yeah. Man, oh, big we... shout out to your sister, by the way, who uh, recommended and paid for it. Yeah. Um, she was like, we were talking, we were at, at, at Mark's place um, prior to going up to Canada, like passing um, over from, yeah, to Vancouver Island, basically, yeah. Victoria. And he's like, oh, there's this great, great uh, whale watching trip, and you should do it. And, and we're like, no no it's kind of expensive so she just like paid for it it's like yeah i think this is such an amazing experience that you should do that so i'm gonna pay for that for all three of us it was amazing it's crazy wow that's awesome yeah. it was i mean she was just like show up at this place on this date <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool. that one that that was so and then i think we got lucky with our just our tour in general i mean we saw so much just in that tour alone we yeah. saw like three separate seal hunts that orcas did um we got up close and personal to uh, that osprey nest um that had all the logs with the seals on it mm -hmm. um and then we had like the all the tree or the birds on that rock when the, the yeah. bald eagle was like messing with them. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And you know what blew me away? Uh, we've talked about it on here before. It was a little fun fact when the, our tour guide or the biologist on our tour said, you can tell when the orcas, the killer whales get the seals because it smells like cucumbers. Yeah. And and sure enough, it, it does. It yeah. has that cucumber hint. That's wow. crazy. Yeah, and then you guys gotta go. What I am just super jealous of is the Narrows down in Zion. That <laughs> I oh, I want to do that one so bad. I I destroyed my Timberlands in that uh, place. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But it's a great. Oh yeah, and I know I was I was looking at this shop who was like renting out boots for that for the narrows, and I'm like, nah, I don't need that. I have Timberlands. <laughs> they can go through everything, and sure enough, they don't. <laughs> Turns out, hiking four hours through water, yeah, is not what they're built to do. But it was amazing. It's a crazy, crazy place. I want to do that one. That one to me, you see the pictures, you see the water, you see the canyon. Um, I, I, I've wanted to do it ever, every time I go down there. Yeah. And every time I go down there is extreme flood warnings. <laughs> I want to go <laughs> midsummer. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember, uh, what was it? Driving all the way to Zion? Cause we started, yeah. Yeah. We started, um, didn't we start? We started in uh, the redwoods. We went yeah, over the and down all in one like shot, basically. 
that was crazy. Like we did the, we're down in Eureka, Akeda for like Mark's next gig. Yeah. Um, so he could like connect with his future roommates. And then we just drove, I believe it was like 17 hours or something. Oh. It was crazy. Yeah. Like we were, I think we started in like two in the afternoon and we arrived around eight. Yeah. Ish. And for me, this like this is this there was a stretch in Nevada at night. Like we've only seen first we went through Reno, which was fun. Oh at night. yeah. <laughs> Stopped at this super sketchy gas station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Already like sitting in there with like an open an open knife, just waiting for Mark to, to finish. <laughs> finish uh filling up the tank um and then there's this, this like five hour stretch in nevada through this like desert and there's like rabbits fucking rabbits everywhere like yeah. like every 30 meters or a to, what's that in yards 90 yards um feet no 90 feet um there was a rabbit on, yeah. the, on the street it was insane that for hours and hours and hours and uh we only killed one <laughs> <Wow>. which which wasn't like that hour that i drove <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i remember like sleeping and just hearing put up oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I killed Bugs Bunny that day. Yeah. Right. And I think we we had that blood marks on the car to like the the end of the trip. Yeah, so. we, I think we did. Mark doesn't wash his car. No. I let rain do it. Nature does it for me. <laughs> That's how you know he's an Oregonian. Yeah. <laughs> I are you still driving, Jack? Yeah, I still Jack is still ticking. Um you know, that car has, shoot, been everywhere. So, <laughs> at least in the West. It's been everywhere in the West. So, <laughs> which has uh, been an absolute blessing of a car to have. Hopefully, it lasts a lot longer, too. <laughs> Hope so, yeah. Does he still have his, his googly eyes? Googly eyes are still there. <laughs> That's right. It makes, it makes it seem like he has a face on the inside, yeah. so... <laughs> Right. No, and I think that uh, for our listeners, uh, Vince actually put a bunch of googly eyes over Mark's uh, stuff, and and <laughs> one of the things being Mark's car. Um, so if you're ever in Jack, as you call it, the yeah. the Jeep, uh, you'll see those googly eyes, and they're looking right at you. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter where you're sitting. Yeah. Yep. I think they're also on, on Mark's coffee maker. Um, <laughs> well, I got a new coffee maker. Then. I got a new. Oh, copy. then you have to get new googly eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like it. And uh, I remember, like, we had those this um, this President Obama paper cutout in in the flat, and we were already like messing with each other, like putting this like life size President Obama cutout like in front of the doors of people in, so like they get up in the morning and they open their door of the room and then they like. Boom. <laughs> There's Obama. Um, 
Um, and I was putting googly eyes on that one too. So this way, like super creepy. And also on like Animal House posters on the yeah wall. Yeah, you had those googly um, eyes everywhere. It was 500 pieces for like $2. <laughs> it was money well spent. <laughs> money well spent, definitely. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, I mean, that was, that was really cool. Um, I, those the eyes are there every time, but I think that what I like about that is when you do things like that, it really, it helps remember a time. Um, yeah. You know, it helps Mark remember, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, I remember when Vince did that. And it starts leading to those stories and leading to these adventures and trips, which, yeah, I mean, again, you know, that's part of, you know, what we promote here on the podcast is, getting out and doing things uh you know if it's googly eyes that's going to help you get out and go see the world well <laughs> googly eyes saw things then <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's the case here but <laughs> do it yeah yeah Almost, like my my girlfriend has this term but she calls like micro adventures mm. so like every time every time you can you should do a micro adventure yeah, like, like that can be taking a bike ride to a place you've never been, or just you just have like an hour and you're like ex- trying to eat as many ice cream flavors that you can, <laughs> like, yeah, or it can be two two days on a trip somewhere else. Like, that's something everybody should try to do. Like, get out and, and explore, totally. even as little as a like a an hour or as short oh, as an hour. I agree. I mean, I always promote like, hey, if you're in New York City and you have an hour to kill, go to Central Park. Go watch a squirrel run up and down a tree because you'll, you not only one, you'll learn something from that squirrel, but two, I think being out in nature, being out doing something you enjoy or love, it's going to add time to your life. It's going to make you happier. You're going to just be that much better of a person because we're not built to sit in these squares. No. And yet yeah. we do it all the time. Yeah. Exhibit A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We're we're sitting in boxes, talking with a little box around us. Yeah. <laughs> into another little box. <laughs> that shows free boxes on screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I we're not made to be like this, but you know, we're doing it because we can and it's a great way to talk. It's a great way to talk the, the, with someone who's all the way in Germany and then like you know, even Zach and I are, you know, hundreds of miles apart. It's true. Yeah. You're a thousand miles apart because you're on the far side of Oregon. Portland's about nine something. You're a little bit further than Portland. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the one thing I always, and I remember from our trip and it's because I'll see it in stores and stuff is that run gum. Oh Yeah. Huh? How much we would chew that run gum. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Yeah, so a so, so little backstory on that. Like, my cousin, so when I went to the States, I reconnected a branch of the family that has been, like, not in contact for, like, 30 years. Uh, another highlight of that year, definitely. And we're now in, in like, zooming all the time and calling, which is very nice. And so my cousin like third grade i don't know which how that translates but um so her now husband is a two-time olympian runner 
Um, his name is Nick Simmons. Um, yeah, they're living in, in, down in, in, in Springfield now. Um, and like after his running career, he started this, this startup, um, this run gum startup, because apparently runners, before they like had their race, they just like, they chug a Red Bull or something like this. So they can like have all these taurines and caffeine in their bodies so they can be as fast as they can. Like, and, but normally those runners, like after the race, they have to throw up because it's just too much for the body. So he like, yeah. he like in, kind of in, in invented or um, developed this, this chewing gum, which has like caffeine and taurine in it. And um, it's basically a Red Bull to chew. Oh, wow. And, yeah, uh, I always had the unofficial motto for it is tastes like shit, works like wonders. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that was I like, mean, yeah. And I, I, ha- I helped them moving. So he once gave me like this huge case of uh, of just like, I don't know how many boxes of run gum. It and was incredible. It was a lot. Um, and so we were just chewing run gum all the time. Like instead of getting a coffee, like, Oh, I have a run gum. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that, like, that was the first generation they had, or the second, I don't know, uh, very early ones. So they improved a lot on the recipe. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, shoot, I, they worked. So I remember you'd, I'd be chewing it and, you know, I feel like more alert and like ready to go. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I still have a few. Like, we have, like in our cars, there's always one pack of run gum that's just like there, the backup. Yeah. I re- I'll remember, I'll watch the video of our trip and uh, I'll see like someone chewing something and I go, oh, that's that run gum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're doing good. Like this company, they're, they're it's blowing up. Okay. Yeah. It is. It's, uh, it they're now in Walmart and Target, I think. And, yeah, I see it. I see it all over the place. Yeah. Um, the another highlight I remember from uh, the trip, and it's a bummer we don't have Phil on, because mm-hmm. it's one that Phil and I went through together. You decided to leave us for this uh, this fun adventure, <laughs> but it was I when we got mean. into uh, Victoria, Canada, BC, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we didn't have a place to sleep that night. So we, we basically uh, went out looking for a place to sleep, hopefully finding. And we did. Uh, you went with two like people uh, <laughs> to a small apartment. And Vince and I went to this house. So and Phil that, and you. Yeah, Phil and I, <laughs> we went to this house. And holy cats, <laughs> it was, they had, were like having a party. We weren't expecting it. And it, it was interesting to put into words, but <laughs> I, that, that was probably the, the most angry Phil and I got at you was the fact that you left us to experience this, this, uh, this torture of a house. We got like four <laughs> hours of sleep that night or something. Yeah. My question is, how did you guys fall into that position? So we we were in Victoria, and like we just went out in the bars. 
Yeah. And I think our plan already, like we already figured out we're not going to have a place to sleep. So we kind of made peace with sleeping in the car. Mm -hmm. Some like parking space in Victoria. And then uh, we meet those like three, four guys um, and just like went on drinking with them. And in the end, it was like, yeah, like there's two flats you can go. And uh, I went to the one flat yeah. um, with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And the others two had to go to the other flat with uh, the guy who was uh, partying with us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 sorry. I, I want to apologize at that point. That <laughs> I, well, you know, it I ditched out, you. Yeah, it worked out okay because that girl you ended up going to the uh, one flat with. We ended up re-meeting up with her when we were in vancouver bc and we went to that like comedy show and stuff and yeah, she that was, that was great yeah so you know it kind of came back around a little bit to help us out <laughs> just you guys i mean some of the stuff you guys do uh especially from that trip but also just in general with mark you know it's like you did what <laughs> you went into this person's house like you didn't even know them all right <laughs> yeah it was it was wild you know because bill and i that night we were offered like three different hallucinogenic drugs if we wanted. <laughs> and Man. uh both of us said no. like like an intro to the dark net or something i remember something yeah. like that yeah he showed us the the dark web too because he told us his whole business plan, what he does. I don't, it's not what he does for work, but it's like a little side gig hobby thing he does. So uh, he basically goes on the dark web and uh, he'll buy these like party drugs. A lot of them are hallucinogenic or he'll go and buy like Molly. And then he goes to music festivals. Oh. And he sells them at the festivals for like an escalated price. Festival prices is what they call it. And he ends up like doubling or tripling his money. And so he showed us it all. He goes on. He's like, yeah, you want to see what the dark web's like? And he just gets on his computer. He puts it like on his like TV, like you're Chromecasting it or something. And he's just like, yeah, what do you want to buy? And I was like, first off, nothing, because this is kind of odd. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like, he's like, yeah, if you wanted to buy heroin, he like types in heroin. Sure enough, looks like eBay for heroin. Wow. And he's like, you buy it, comes to your house in like three weeks. <laughs> I was like, damn. That's terrible shipping time, by the way. <laughs> I know. It's a bummer they don't have that Amazon Prime shipping. <laughs> Dark web. Dark Web Plus. He's not paying for that subscription. <laughs> no, I think that's nuts. Um, you shouldn't try to buy a person. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. <laughs> no. Don't. Report that if you ever come across that. That is a huge problem we are facing. Yeah. But no, I... Uh, I Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you label that in getting offered drugs at some guy's house you've never been to. I don't know. This... You... you you ever watch any Halloween film? <laughs> like, that's how it starts, Mark. 
like I don't know. I'm just glad you're safe and you're you're able to go on adventures now. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, this wasn't what we expected when we got into that situation. Yeah. The, th- the oh. thing is, Canadians are so nice. Yeah, they so are. they just invited us to their home and and offered all kinds of. Yeah, he was just being a, a good host and like offering us stuff. Oh, I know. I just <laughs> I'm I'm saying, you know, if this was in America, you might want to take a step back. And yeah, that's the situation. But no, that area, Victoria, Canada, it's a small little area, beautiful little area. So I I trust you guys. You <laughs> uh, no, <sighs> crazy. Yeah. You guys are crazy. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, you guys from there, I think you guys went over to, from from Vancouver, did you guys go over to Alberta from there? Yeah, we, uh, that's when we went to Banff and Jasper, remember? Yeah. And that to me, I mean, that's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen on picture that I kick myself whenever I hear it because it's like, I just, I need to, I need to force myself to go. Nice, yeah. Yeah, you should definitely like because it's it's basically glacier, but even nicer. Yeah, yeah, it it is. You know, it it was such a surprise. Um, you know, especially Jasper. Yeah, because I mean, when we weren't anticipating going to Jasper at the beginning of the day. Yeah. So, well, it's but, one of those places which I've actually I've been looking at a lot of maps. Um, what I've done is I have a Polaroid camera and I take the Polaroid pictures and I put them on maps, kind yeah. of like where I took the photo, or just to give it some sort of like put it in a frame, make it look good. And I've been yeah. looking up in that area and just all the parks in the Rocky Mountains in that area, and it's like, oh, that's that one, that's that one. They're all right there next to each other, and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I. I just got to force myself to do it. Yeah. yeah. Just after the pandemic, first trip. Yeah, we're not allowed into Canada right now, I don't think. No. No. <laughs> uh, the U.S. passport's not getting a lot of places right now. <laughs> no. Um, I do want to talk about the part after I left. Because, um, you know, yeah. you and I, you know, we lived together for a year. Um, we said our goodbyes in Calgary, but you and and uh, Phil, you guys flew into the eastern part of Canada and spent a little bu- a little bit. So I want to hear about that part of Canada because I mean I've never been to the east coast of the U.S. So you know east part of Canada I want to hear about too. Yeah. So yeah, we well, departed in Calgary. Oh, what after it tell one thing about Calgary um after you left Phil and I went to the zoo in Calgary um somehow ended up taking a nap on the on the lawn um in the zoo um but when we got up at like 4 30 or something um we like wanted to explore the zoo and all the things we didn't see and it was already closing down <laughs> and um like we're just gonna walk through to the part that somebody like kicks us out so we went to the africa house and we were the only people in there apart from this one zookeeper 
And um, like she's feeding the animals and stuff, and we like start talking, and all of a sudden she's like, "You guys want to pet something?" And I was like, yeah, "Of course." And then she <laughs> opens this door, and she's like, "Yeah, go in." And like we follow her, and we are in the inside part of the um, hippo enclosure. Oh, so hold up, you pet a hippo? So I pet a hippo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. They're some of the most aggressive animals on the planet. Yeah, but those were really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> they get fed daily, you know, taken care of. They know. They're not dumb. No, they're, they're, can, they're Canadian hippos. Yeah, they're nice. <laughs> yeah, but like those, those two, like we're standing at this barrier, like maybe up to our chest um so no match for any wild animal um but those like the the suki were like i don't know shouted whistled something and then they like come running towards us and they wanted to have a scratch so like you just pat their huge mouth is like their snouts what does it feel like it is like they they have a lot of hairs there but like like very sturdy hairs, mm. like, like kind of a cat hair, like, oh, uh, like whiskers. Yeah, um, there's a lot of them. So it, it is like at the same time, it's 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 very moist and smooth, but also has those whiskers everywhere. So it's it's an I don't know what to what to compare it to actually. It's patting a hippo, I guess, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> like you know, it's like a hippo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Oh man, the only cool hippo I've ever seen was at the Cincinnati Zoo when I was living there. Uh, there was a, a baby hippo called Fiona, and she was just born, and that was like the town news. And they named beers after her, <laughs> did the whole like, <laughs> that kind of thing. But yeah, that's awesome. I yeah, that's that cool. was my favorite Calgary story. Dang, um, yeah, that's a good one. And. Um, so yeah, after Calgary, uh, Phil and I, so for all listeners, Phil is my best friend in Germany. And um, so he came to visit me and Mark to like do parts of a road trip together. Um, but so Phil and I um, flew from Calgary to Montreal, um, which is a totally different thing. Like French Canada is, is, is very different to like BC or Alberta. How... So I've never been to that part of Canada. How would you, I guess, differentiate the two by when you call them different? Um, so it is similar to the West Coast, East Coast difference in, in the U.S. a bit. Okay. Like you have a very different architecture. Like mm-hmm. if you compare Portland and Boston, for example, ah. like much more older, much more um colonialistic or, or imperial if uh, for, um if I would have to describe the architecture but like most of the people are are different like they're it, it feels like a French city that's the thing like it's it really feels like French city. but like because that's the, the basically their first language yeah is it, are you saying French city in the sense like from my understanding, there's a lot of friends, they, they take long lunches, 
uh, it's very play over work uh, mentality. Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Like a, a lot of, yeah, it felt more like a like a city that, that people like live their life more and more outside and um so it was interesting it's a beautiful city but it was like an interesting uh kind of atmosphere well, even yeah. and um but we didn't stay long in, in montreal and and we rented a car like we had still had like five days until our flight went home to europe or to to germany um so we decided, oh, fuck it. We're just going to rent a car. And we, we wanted to see Nova Scotia. Yeah. And um, so from Montreal to Nova Scotia, it's a long fucking drive. Like, go <laughs> close on the map. But you have to, like, there's, like, you have Montreal and Quebec City, which is also very nice, old mid- medieval town almost. Um then you have New Brunswick and this like kind of a peninsula thing. So there's only one way to go there. And um, like the end of the peninsula, there's like this kind of angle peninsula on it. And that's Nova Scotia. And um, I remember we drove in five days or I drove because I was the only person insured on the car, um, four and a half thousand kilometers which is around, I'd say, 3,000 miles. Wow. Um, and we did that. In, so to do that, so, yeah. We, that was the only chance of seeing um, Nova Scotia is to, like, drive that Dang. far. Um, so, and we slept in the car. It was a 2016 uh, VW Jetta. I can <laughs> recommend that. I would give this model five or five sleeping bags um, <laughs> for sleeping in the car because their their front seats are very far track like um, tractable. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, you can put them down very, very easily. So, um, yeah, and, and and that's an amazing part of the world. Like Nova Scotia is um, so remote, and it has this like. Icelandic Scandinavian feel to it and you see those beautiful wooden houses like as you know from Sweden or, or from Norway like with the like the red ones with the white um, um, beams and stuff like it's 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 and it's beautiful like there's basically everywhere you are there's water there's either the sea or or some some marshes or something and they um i remember we had lobster there for the first time because i like the whole area in nova scotia is basically the capital of, of the lobster uh industry like maine yeah. is like yeah. they're pretty similar yeah and um i remember going to a restaurant and we had lobster for like 20 bucks or something we gotta go mark <laughs> yeah and that was amazing and like it was so normal like every there are lobs traps in, in, in every little harbor and every little village and even in the supermarket like you could go in a supermarket and like next to the deli meat um there was a huge as aquarium with lobsters and <laughs> i think it was it was like 
ten dollars a pound or something. Oh wow! It's really cheap, and and you could the service there. What was that? You could go there. You could like choose your lobster, like in the beginning of your shopping trip, and they would catch it out, like put it out. They would steam it already or cook it for you. So in the end of your shopping trip, you go back to that area and you pick up your freshly uh, cooked lobster. <laughs> just to bring up that's a normal supermarket. Oh, I, I totally get. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But man, that's one thing. Like I tell Mark, I said we really I want to hit a few parks like like Acacia National Park over there in Maine. Really go up, see the full, fall foliage uh, of the New England states. Um, yeah in in the fall but i i i like that you actually had the lobster you said you had it for the first time you know because i kick myself every time i went to alaska a couple of years ago and they bought king crab for the table yeah and i didn't have any and i kick myself every time because i'm like yeah. if there's one place to do it that was the place because it's perfect <laughs> exactly yeah true they know what they're doing yeah but man that's cool i uh there's a hotel over there too. I want to say it's in Nova Scotia. They built it out on the rocks, like out on the sea. Cool. And it looks, it's up on like the sticks and it, it looks like a big shipping container, almost mm-hmm. kind of rectangular in that shape. But they wanted it to look like that. And it's like a town of, you know, 50 people that run, they also run the hotel. And that's part of like what helps their economy, I guess. Yeah. I, I saw it on one of those like, netflix shows like amazing hotels of the world and i'm like i gotta go to that one because it's out you're out on the ocean and it's beautiful and it's nova scotia and oh i'm jealous that you gotta go but i'm glad yeah. you gotta go too <laughs> it was amazing oh and, and and so like since we had the the orca experience on the, on the bc side on in, in vancouver island um phil and i did a did another whale watching tour there uh, with humpback whales Ooh, how was that and that was also amazing. It was like incredibly cheap, like $30 or something. Oh, wow. Like, and but the same setup, like a small Zodiac. Yeah. Like maximum 12 people. And uh, so we went out and, and, and apparently this area between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick is like a huge ass feeding ground um, for, for humpback whales. And like we found this pair of humpback whales it was amazing like they were next to our boat for like i'd say half an hour at least wow and you could like see that they they like to be next to us and they were curious and they like they tried to like pop their heads out of the water to, to see how we look like and then they were like maybe maybe five feet from the boat wow that's it was cool. amazing. That's cool. And uh, yeah, and there's like dolphins. There were not, not dolphins. The other ones, the the with peas. Porpoise. Pur- yeah, purposes. Purposes. Um, around there too, and oh, that was great. Nice. Okay. So yeah, you, you yeah, should go to Nova Scotia for the whales and and for the lobster, basically. Shoot, man! <laughs> Sounds like I got to. <laughs> yeah. I really, I that to me that you sold me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> Hello, my wanderers. 
before we get going with this episode of the podcast, I do just want to remind you guys to check out our other social medias, the YouTube, the Instagram, the Teespring to get that swag. Make sure to check us out individually, Zach Gray of Quartz Lake, Zach Gray, the Rougarou. Make sure you check out myself, Reverend Marcus, all that fun stuff. The links are below in the bio. Um, all you got to do is click that bio, look for it, and boom, you're on your way. Make sure if you guys want to be part of the podcast or questions to be heard on the podcast, email us at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com or quartzlakeproductions at gmail.com. We love the feedback. We love the input. All of it is amazing, and we love you guys for listening. It's awesome. So let's keep wandering on. So one thing uh, I get super jealous about with uh, you, Vince, is my good looks. <laughs> well, that's that's one that's one of them. But the the other thing <laughs> I get jealous is like not only did you live in uh, the U.S. for a year, so you went out of your home country and lived for a year, but you got to live in Thailand, and you know we've talked about your stories a little bit and you know thailand jumped up some spots on places i want to go soon because of hearing your stories so i want to just go into your experience of living in thailand a little bit yeah so it's like again with an academic time abroad i I went to thailand to like do my double masters there um recently actually like last year yeah i went there august last year um been there like eight months i think yeah um came home just like right before the lockdown like right the that window of time when all the flights were collapsed basically i got one of the i think i was on the last emirates flight out of Bangkok or something and that it was it was wild um but yeah it's 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 the basically the exact opposite of being in the U.S. (laughs) 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 in in so many ways like um so since Corvallis is this, this little town with all those basically just students and it's campus and nature everywhere and um, if you drive for 10 minutes, you're in like a beautiful forest and some, everything. Um, but I was living in like in the 33rd floor of this like huge tower in, uh, in the middle of Bangkok. And Did you have to take the stairs? Never, not even once. <laughs> I took the chair, uh, stairs. <laughs> yeah. 33 floors. That would be a pain to take the stairs. Yeah. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. That was. We took it. We took it up to the roof, sometimes, which is cool. Like you could even go a little bit higher. Yeah, but that you're living in this like also box basically, um, <laughs> that has to be, like, the AC has to be running twenty four seven because it's like thirty six degrees Celsius out there, um, which is like should be in the nineties in Fahrenheit. Um, yeah or in the hundreds even um it's hot it's really hot and 
um, you have this crazy weather where it's hot and it's so fucking humid. Like, it doesn't matter when you showered or what you're wearing, you're stepping outside for like a minute and you're wet. Oh. There's just no other way to do it. Like, it's it's crazy climate there, and um, you have those different seas. Like when there's a rainy season, um, it's just streets are flooding in the middle of Bangkok just from a five minute uh, rainfall. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's just, that's normal. Huh. <laughs> Nobody bats an eye, but really, and. Uh, yeah, there's people everywhere. There's traffic. Like un- underneath my or next to my house, there was um, two highway or three highways, and I think directly in front of our house there was like five different levels of streets. Whoa! Up, up on top of each other. <laughs> Whoa! They're just crossing it. It was crazy, and there's the smog, and there's like the traffic, which is insane. And, uh, but there's also, and, and there's the masses of people in Bangkok. Um, but there's also this amazing, like welcoming culture. Like yeah. people are super nice. Um, even to like, especially like when you're in a residential area, like you're not, if you're not like, it's always the problem when you're abroad that you're treated like a tourist or not yeah and being a a white guy a young white guy in in thailand or in southeast asia you're basically stereotyped tourist (laughs) just doesn't get better than that (laughs) that is that a good thing or a bad thing it's a bad thing for for me personally like i guess for a lot of people that try or take the tourist routes or generally this is probably the normal thing not even the good or the bad thing but yeah but i i try to not be touristy everywhere i am um and so where i lived there was no tourists yeah so all the people that i interacted with every day which was mostly vendors or any kind like um street stalls of like patai or or stuff like this, or curries, and or coffee stop, um, shop, something like they couldn't understand a word I was saying, apart from like what I ordered, um, and vice versa. But they all had like this, this, it's like nonverbal understanding or communication that was taking place, which was really amazing. Like you could, like, there's this one place I went there probably three times a week. Or something or more often and was this like old old guy who had like this little shop um or cart it was not bigger than a, than a table and he was just making chicken soup there just chicken soup and he was there <laughs> like six in the morning till four in the afternoon and he couldn't speak a word english and but at one point i like explain him how i want my soup like with like he basically had white meat and, and, and chicken liver and like, yeah, give, give me both. And from that point on, I didn't even have to order. Like I was, 
I just went into his shop and he saw me walking in and I said, hi. And then I sat down and I got my food. You're local. (laughs) Yeah. So there was such an amazing experience. Like, guess, guess I'm home now. Yeah. (laughs) In this super eerie place for my standards. Like everything is hot. It's dusty. It's loud. It's smelly. And there's people everywhere, but somehow I'm home. And that was amazing. Yeah. Really immerse into the the society somehow. Did you? Without even speaking language. Because Thailand's the one where you see those beautiful, uh, like mountain kind of things coming out of the ocean, right? I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 It's in Thailand and Vietnam. Have you, were you able to go see like some of that when you were there? Yeah. So I traveled a lot in that time um, because first I had a very fortunate schedule, like only um, university for two days a week. So it was like, you could just, I had it Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so Sunday evening, you could get on a bus and be at an island a tropical island in, in the morning. That's so cool. five days. Amazing. That's crazy, yeah. And it's it and it that doesn't cost a thing. Like if you're probably five days in total of everything, you would pay maybe a hundred bucks. No way. Really? Yeah. If you're in Bangkok already, bus is like ten bucks back and forth. Wow. When you were uh, traveling um, for those longer stays, like outside of Bangkok, were were you staying in like hostels and stuff like that? Depends. Like normally you would, like even hotels are so cheap that you try to beat hotels. Yeah. If you can stay in a hotel for like f- five bucks a night per person, then you're doing that, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's I like did both. South- you did you did both what were yeah. what were the hostels like there <laughs> really depends like uh hostels i must say that the hostels were pretty good remember um in most places like especially in the most more touristy areas they're they're better um but sometimes they're just not the European standard. Oh, yeah. You're like used to, of course. Yeah. Um, but mostly they were good. And like big thing are also like kind of guest houses where you have like double rooms or so and, and you only get a breakfast or something. Um, and that's normally also very good. Like, uh, and sometimes you have, like we have a bungalow at, at one point. Nice. So like, yeah, but this on some on the islands that that's standard like <laughs> oh, it makes sense. like we had we were on this one island and, and um we had this there was this um gummy no what's near the 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 trees they make um uh, latex from oh um i know what okay. you're talking about i don't know what they're called though yeah because they also have the rubber trees too Rubber trees. That was the one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and you'll be like, we had burned this huge bungalow, like in the rubber trees and was like kind of like, and, like we were in the, in the forest or in, and if you look down, there's the sea and the wow. beach and everything. And, and, and that's just normal. That's <laughs> the great thing. Like that was not a high end bungalow resort, anything like it's just low end. Nice. Word. I mean, and, um, and you can like, you can lodge very, very cheap in that area and, and have a decent, decent uh, place to stay. Is it, would you say it's cheap because of the economy or would you say it's cheap just because there's a lot there or what, like, I guess, what, what would be your interpretation of the reason for it being so cheap? Uh, it's the economy, for sure. Yeah. Um, so in Thailand or in most Southeast Asian countries, um, they're really low standards and really poor. Like if you look outside of Bangkok, um, people, or even in Bangkok, like you see a lot of poor people and, and the overall, I think the, the, the minimum they wage a day in Thailand, like for a whole day is around 10 bucks. Oh, wow. And, but the whole like produce and, and, and food is very, very cheap even because then a lot of people are, are, are in agriculture. The agricultural sector is huge in, in, those, in those countries. And with, with this weather, stuff is um, growing great. So they can offer it very cheap prices. And so with this like $10 of a minimum wage a day, you can feed a whole family. Nice. So it's, it's, it works. Like it is very cheap or I mean, there's not a high standard in living for most people, but it works. Nice. Um, which makes you feel weird even in a way like it's also amazing for me like I was a student there and I could afford everything I wanted like really? yeah like you, you you don't cook you you just you, you go to to restaurants every day twice at least you wow. take a taxi or a cab everywhere if you want to you, huh. you can just like can drive to fucking island on the days you don't have school so like wow I and i believe I, I had a, a budget like a thousand dollars a month there yeah and i was probably in the top 10 percent oh wow maybe 15 yeah that's what but, I that's, a, that's just an estimate like this is yeah. more of a feeling um that's what know. i've heard about it it's like really cheap to kind of travel there um which has always been like uh something that makes me want to go to thailand um because you can do a lot for your money yeah and then i mean just hearing you know shoot being able to travel around thailand's such a cool country in general um you know it is corrupt as fuck though yeah that's what i've heard too we're not that corruption we're just there to see the beautiful things <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if, if you go for like thailand has amazing places like yeah. um totally different ones too 
like if you go to the north uh we like we did trips to to all part no not all parts but like to a lot of, of thailand and if you go to the north there's hills and then mountains and it also gets like almost cold like so you need a jacket <laughs> cold oh wow um, <laughs> and and you can drive through like endless hills and mountains of rainforest and and, and there's a lot of, of, of native tribes there and there's a lot of different culture there and and different foods and and you have amazing caves and and, and, and rivers and oh, it's amazing and and in the south you have this crazy tropical sea in the islands and even this is like they have two different seas they have the andaman sea and, and like more of the the indian ocean kind of side and then they have the gulf of thailand mm-hmm. and that's already but really different and i myself i'm, I'm a big fan of of, uh, of diving and snorkeling yeah so it's a dream for me like we went diving there for with like visibility of, of 40 meters and you see like oh like we saw sea snakes and you know all kind of cool stuff and then just for snorkeling you just go out and just get into the water and start away and see the most amazing things and really cool and when you're in uh like you you see wild animals all the time like in even in bangkok like in bank like uh, there's this huge these monitor lizards and uh they get like Six feet long, seven. Dang. They're huge. They're like Komodo dragon size. Like not, Komodo dragons are a little bit bigger when they're like. Yeah. Elk. But they're basically their size. Holy cats. And they're just around in Bangkok because Bangkok like has lots of like canals and stuff. And so whenever you're driving with a boat on the canal, you see one. Huh. Like when you're sitting at the pool, you might see one. Are they dangerous? No, not at all. Oh, they're just kind of... That's good. There. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But there's a lot of dangerous animals in, 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 in Thailand. Like, um, especially snakes. There's a shit ton of snakes in that country. And, oh. uh, aren't you a fan of snakes, Mark? Not a huge fan of snakes. <laughs> I, I I am a huge fan of snakes. Like in a, in a different life, I would be like the Steve Irwin guy who, who, <laughs> who catches all these snakes and like milks their venom and stuff. Oh. But you could see those snakes all like basically on every trip and every walk or little hike you take in in, in the in the forest in the, in the jungle. Oh wow! Are they aggressive. Sorry. Are they aggressive snakes? Are they or are they just kind of lazy? It depends on the snake, but I never, I never encountered an aggressive one, mm-hmm. um, which is fortunate. <laughs> um, one time, like I, I went to to Cambodia, and um, you know Angkor Wat. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went to this huge temple area where they like the Lara Croft temples and stuff, and um, so we were having lunch there, and I was sitting with looking at like this wall like 2000 year old wall that like kind of a meter high 
And I'm, I think like, okay, that could be a snake there. And I get up and I walk there like 30 meters and like, actually it was a snake. And it was probably like, I don't know, four feet long. Whoa. And I already thought when, when I saw the head, like this could be a cobra, but I'm not sure. And in the end, I, I got like, I don't know, three feet close or two feet close to the thing. And I kind of hid between, like, in between uh, rocks and stuff. Turns out, spinning cobra. Dang. Yeah. Shoot. But it was like, if that thing would have been aggressive at that point, that distance. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly cool. Like, I still one of my highlights of the time there is like seeing this fucking cobra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Just chilling there. And yeah, even if you're, you're out there and like most of the time when you're somewhere in a, in a lot or in a, somewhere at, in, on an island or if you go out at night, there's animals everywhere. Oh, I there. bet. There's frogs, there's lizards, there's snakes, there's fruit bats, there's, um, they have this huge gecko, oh, geckos, there's geckos everywhere, like, especially in, in okay, in Bangkok, there's three animals that are everywhere, and that's Bangkok, uh, that's geckos, rats, and cockroaches. <laughs> and the geckos, yeah, they're, they're nice, yeah. um, but the other ones you have to get used to. Um, yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. But it's actually like after after a rat ran over your foot one or twice in a restaurant, you kind of find you're like this this might as well happen. That's kind of the experience. Hey, I lived in a fraternity for a couple of years, so you know rats <laughs> don't really get me. <laughs> Doing their thing. Yeah. But anyways, you know, I always seem to be this guy and I gotta be that guy again. Um, we're getting kind of long. Uh, this is a doozy, which is a shame because I think we could go for a lot longer too. But I don't know if everybody else wants to listen for that long. So <laughs> uh, we are gonna we are gonna move on to our final words. Uh, so since you are our guest, we're gonna let you go first, Vince. You can say literally anything you would like. Uh, promote your social medias. Put out a PSA of whatever you want. Uh, you know, you could just sing the alphabet for all I really, uh, it's the final words. It's whatever you want. So final words, Vince. Um, God, now you kind of, I don't want to promote my social media because it's barely, barely post anything. Um, um, I want to say good luck to you and to your country. <laughs> You need it. Um, I'm I'm pretty happy and pretty stoked that your uh, the season four of Trump is almost finished, um, which was very amusing to watch from afar. Also a bit scary. Um, but apart from that, oh maybe Mark can uh, play something on the ukulele too. Oh, uh, I can yeah, bring us out. 
It's kind of within range here. It's within range. It's like, <laughs> you reach it and grab it. Yeah. We'll, uh, well, I'll use it in my final words today. Uh, but that, that's uh, what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Zach, your final words. Uh, you know, I think. Wait, wait, wait. I have something. I have something. Oh, I'm not, okay. Go for it. Okay. One thing I never understood in Americans is that, like, I think like half of them don't have a passport. Oh, where they can yeah. travel internationally. Like you remember my, my ex-girlfriend, she had to get a passport to see me, which didn't happen in the end, but she like didn't have one at that point. Yeah. And so many Americans also haven't seen a lot of the yes and haven't traveled. And, and I don't know why. <laughs> like you are in a position to like to fly down to South America. And like, I get that Europe is not uh was a little bit far um but so many people have never been out of the country mm -hmm. states and i hope that changes i hope people will will go out see the world and, and then i believe these new perspectives can can do a lot good to to the yes and to the american society so I love that's it. my final word. <laughs> I, I love like it. That. I like get a passport. I uh, I agree with what you're saying there because I was I was going down the road of you told us today how cheap it is to travel to Thailand to be in Thailand to live there to do this to do that. That's a lot. That's a lot of the case um, outside of Europe and America. Um, you go to South America, probably the same story. Even you know South. Exactly. Make it happen, everybody. It's not that hard. We need to experience other cultures, other people, um, to have a better holistic idea of who we are as people and what we're doing on this earth and why we're doing what we're doing on this earth. Um, there's there's eight billion of us now. Um, let's you know figure it out because we have to live in harmony if we want this planet to survive. Because um, with you know this planet goes two three more degrees, you know we're like bacteria in the Yellowstone hot pots. We, you know, colors start changing, this and that starts happening, you know, we start dying off, uh, pandemics, all that happens. So let's just be smart, figure it out, go travel, go see each other and, and learn a thing or two. On to you, Mark. I love it. Uh, you know, Reverend's final words of wisdom today. I kind of want to keep going on with Vince about getting that passport. Uh, you know, I think one of the best ways to learn about culture and just learning about you know, society and all that is to travel. So if you can get your passport, go up to Canada, go down to Mexico, go over to Thailand, go over to Europe, you know, go to Brazil, Argentina, you know, Patagonia. There's so many places, you know, down South, South Africa. There's a ton of places we can learn so much about the world and people. And, you know, you start to realize that we are just humans and special, you know, we're all the same when it comes down to it. And a great way to realize that is through travel. Um, so with that, I'm, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to play us out today. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm just going to get going on it. <laughs> Thank you.
Pisadas. Bye.